Eliminate clutter and embrace the freedom of HyperX wireless gaming gear for PC and console. Power through all the great monthly PlayStation Plus games with the Cloud Stinger Core Wireless for PlayStation. Enjoy lightweight comfort with reliable wireless freedom so you won't miss plot points when you head to the fridge. High-quality HyperX wireless products can be found at most fine retailers, as well as online at Target, Micro Center, Best Buy, Amazon, Walmart, or shop directly at HyperX.com and HP.com. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Bark at the moon. Uh, it's it's a guidance season. We're playing through Okami. It's, uh, it's it, Okami HD is the one that we are all playing. I think that's. I mean, I don't know. At this point, it's it's harder to find the original Okami, uh, and and find a way to play that. If you, I mean, I guess you could do it on the Wii, but the PS2 is probably the harder one to get. I bet it's rare. I haven't looked up the cost of that, but I I would be shocked to find uh, the PS2 version of Okami being pretty cheap. I'm look at that real quick. <laughs> Looking on Amazon, oh. there are copies, used copies available for $44. I mean, it's a PS2 yeah. game. I'm finding a, a complete in box for $20 with shipping. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, well, look at that. With the, uh, the, the, the games of that era that are exploding are the GameCube games, because one, Nintendo. And two, not many people bought that system or those games. Um, for the PS2 stuff, I'm sure you can find plenty of that. That's why they brought a game like this to PS2 instead of having it as a, uh, you know, one of the Capcom 5 or something. Right. This is already on a billion systems, so it's probably... Like, that helps. Yeah, at right? the time yeah. it was on a billion systems, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked at the end that it uh, it asked us if we wanted to save... Uh, after all the cutscenes, you know, beating Crimson Helm and seeing everything afterward, uh, it says, "Would you like to save the game?" And it goes, "Of course." Well, there, the two options are, "Of course," mm, not really. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it, it's so it's just so full of character. It's just so charming. Um, in our last episode, we beat Crimson Helm. We before that, we brought all the dogs together, all the canine warriors. Well, we brought most of them together, mm-hmm. and then we helped out the remainder and took their orbs. We took all those orbs, we smashed them together, we smashed open a seal, fought a monster. We got another bunch of orbs, but then those bunch of orbs were stolen from us by Waka, who we are now chasing right. down. We do start this off where Princess Fusei is... Just explaining how thankful she is for for helping us out, and we have like fully restored this town. It's actually like a pretty looking town now. Once we get out of there, we also hear from Yatsu, who Yatsu lets us know that they were the partner of Princess Fusei, and but didn't explain how they died, just that they were dead. It explains how uh, he died earlier. Did he? Yeah, I must have missed that. Was it something with Crimson Helm? Uh, it was something. It was either something with Crimson Helm or Crimson Helm's underlings, because uh, he was the original um, head of the shrine, and mm-hmm. so he the went to try priest. and stop Chris, Crimson Helm and died in the process. And that's how Princess Fuse ended up taking over. Mm-hmm. Right. But Yatsu is, thanks us for freeing Kusa Village. Yeah, it's, everything it's... is fine. Now that and everything just... is fine, my my spirit can ascend. I was stuck here because I was worried about everything. <laughs> they they travel back to their home planet. Just, <laughs> they just float up to the ceiling and out of the screen. Um, and then, yeah, Fusei is just like, what are you looking at? What was that? And he's just like, ah, nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, not even going to admit, like, I guess at this point, like, we've helped him, right? Like, you wouldn't be like, oh, your husband, his spirit was actually trapped here for a long time, and he was in so much pain, but we freed him. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's fine now, but it was terrible up until then. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, really... 
he was enthralled in a state of internal suffering because you couldn't get the job done. So. <laughs> the but dogs were missing. Um, let's see. Uh, we get out and uh, we do get to see some fireworks uh, when we go run out there. And this is where they talk about. Or no, no, that's after. Never mind. No, 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 uh, no, no. That's that's when things are good. We actually, you can get back to town. I used uh, my a mermaid coin finally. No, so we leave here, and Eastern talks about like, "Hey, wait, you were, uh, you were the dog that that fought them long ago, right? So let's just do all that again. Let's uh, let's let's head back to the town where the festival's going on to to stop all of this from happening. Like, it, we're just getting flashbacks of a hundred years ago, right? Like that that has been kind of the the path we've been following this whole time. Is they everyone has been talking about what happened a hundred years ago." And now where everyone just keeps saying, like, we're just on a, on a cycle, we're just repeating it. And so much of this is us just doing that all over again, where we're going to go back to the moon cave and we're going to have to defeat him there. Yeah. And Eason's one, Eason says he's very much in this for Eason. You know, I'm too, I'm too young to die. I haven't gotten a chance to use all these brushstrokes that I've learned while riding on your back. Um, and, and hey, you know, that was the monster, right? You didn't even, like, bark or growl at it. I bet either Nagi was the stronger of the two of you, or that Sake really packed a punch. So you didn't have you didn't do much, did you? Let's go back and uh, get some Sake. That, that'll probably help us win. Right. We have the festival that's going to be starting soon in the, in the first town that we were in. Uh, I mean, are you going to mention how, how Isun also wants to get uh, Sakura drunk? Yeah, yeah, that, that was fun. Oh yeah, that's uh. Yep, yep. It's a throwaway uh, line, which should not be a throwaway line. It should just be a not there line. Um, but uh, everyone's <laughs> resident dirty grandpa Eason has to throw it in there. Yeah, we we go run back to Kamika Village. Uh, when we get to that the the big open field there, we do see Eason makes it. Eason says that it looks like it's going to rain at any moment, and we <laughs> no. do have this moment where it's just. The sky is just dark. You can, you can, if you hang around long enough, you'll hear the day and the night sound effects, but everything is just dark. Well, even yeah, if like you try and draw the sun, because that's what I tried to do, you can draw the sun and the animation happens, but everything's still black. And Ethan mm-hmm. comments, you know, why is it so dark if the sun's out? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's, that, that's cool. Like if you go and try to do it, they've just like, no, what's going on? That's it's fun. like that uh, that part kind of early on in uh, Wind Waker where we get a a stormy night that can't <laughs> yep. be turned away. Um, yep. Yeah, everyone remarks that it's about to storm. Oh, that's a shame. The festival's tonight. It's going to rain it out and all that stuff. And I, I think I'm the only one going, this is not a storm, guys. This is really bad. Right. That's how this always is, though. The, the right. unassuming humans don't actually understand what's happening. So they say like, oh, this is what's going on. And, you know, for all we know, they don't see it in the same hue that we do, right? Like they, to them, it does look like just some dark clouds. Mm-hmm. But we we can see the evil that is actually underneath all of it. Uh, I, I did run around the, the, the town that Fusei lives in. And now that it's nicer, uh, they're all happy. There, There is a new bounty list you can get from someone staying in the hotel. I can only, I've only killed one of those things so I've far. I've gotten like three of them. I um, think I killed I two. Not, mm, man. Thankfully, uh, that, that was the point at which I decided to turn off the motion controls when I had to cross out the name. Took me about five Good. minutes to do with motion controls. <laughs> but um, not only that, but the, 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 proprietor of the hotel the one who was pissed off that she let susano hang around is now totally into susano because he's the one who fixed all of it like she knows it's got to be him he has to be the one who who made everything better and so she's just done a complete 180 on on her feelings on him yeah yeah for sure um there there is also a bear in there that you can interact with but they're just like uh, if you slash it, there, there, there's the bear, the sleepy bear that we saw earlier is in there. And if you slash it, it moves. And then even the, the hotel proprietor is like, wait, what was that? Okay. <laughs> never mind. 
And so like, they have this just giant bear that's trying to pretend to be a statue. I was wondering, I'm like, is there any way I can interact with this thing other than make it like jump for a second? But I guess not as far as I know. Yeah. We go back to Kamiki Village. And uh, when we get in there, we do first, we get a cut scene where um, a few of the townsfolk are in front of Susano's house. And they are upset. Mm-hmm. Rightfully, rightfully so. Um, Susano homeboy came back home. Oh, well, homeboy came back to town, and uh, yeah, went on a bender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he he apparently drank all the sake that they made specifically for the festival. That was the the magical sake that they were going to use to. Uh, that it, that is typically used to soothe uh, Orochi. Um, when when they did that now they haven't had to do that uh for a long time but it was part of their tradition to make this there and it just so happened that this is something we actually are gonna need this yeah. time around and Susano drank all of it it was yeah the sake of legend basically that helped nagi and and amatarasu um beat up orochi it's it's this funny back and forth with the cutscene too because they they're standing in front of his house and they're just saying things like, "How could you have drank all of that?" And it just keeps coming back over to the house. And Susano's basically just like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> like he just like he, they say something else and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I suck." Mm-hmm. But he's like, "I I just suck." <laughs> he's also like, "I don't I don't care about my destiny. I just want to hang yeah. out and get drunk." And he also confesses to being the one who pulled the sword from the, the uh-huh. stone, which it seems like the the townsfolk weren't aware of the whole cataclysm that happened. They did not realize that all of this is because Orochi has been reawakened. Yeah. They they just think stuff is happening. They, again, they just think that it's, it's going to storm. They don't realize the demon from 100 years ago was reawakened and is like getting ready to destroy the world and 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 he pulled the sword as a way to as almost like a counter to like you know apologetics or whatever he's like i'm gonna prove that all of this is fake and that these are just stories and none of this ever actually happened and pulling the sword out proved no no dude it's all true and you just messed everything up again susano susano was actually a skeptic so i like him <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, he's a skeptic that lives in the world of magic. So <laughs> you get, you're actually kind of on the wrong side there in the end. Uh, but yeah, he was he he hated the fact that he is a descendant of Nagi because the expectations put on him, and he thought I'm gonna just show them the sword that they think is so amazing, and I'm gonna just get them off my back and let them just live let let make them let me live in peace. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead, he caused the world to end. <laughs> yeah, we do also see that uh, they talked about that boulder that blocks Kamiki Village. They talked about a monster knocking it over. But then we see a scene of literally Susano pushing a giant boulder that's, you know, 200 times his size off yeah. of the cliff. Like, it's comical how big this boulder is compared to him. The great thing about that story is Kushis says, oh, yeah, this demon came down and got really drunk on my sake and then knocked the boulder over. Right. But it was just Susano. It was just Susano on another bender. Yeah, there's also a really cool, you know, there's some some great art of him pushing the boulder. And then he he has stuck the sword into the ground behind him. And then there's this crack in like going down the side of the of the cliff yeah. where the sword is stuck in. So once the town folks have the full realization of how screwed they are right now, suddenly Orochi like uh you know growls his loud growl and sends the uh the arrow to Kushi's house. The fated uh, arrow bringing back the the ancient tradition 100 years ago of giving a sacrifice to Orochi to keep the town from being destroyed. Mm-hmm. And so this whole tradition has started over again, and Kushi has been summoned. And rather than it being like her 
saying like, oh no, I, I, I'm going to have to die now and all that. She's just like, screw this. I'm going to stop him then. I'm going to make, I have, it's not the, the eight purification sake, but this is my second strongest sake. And I'm going to take this with me instead. The Thunder Brew. This is the Thunder Brew. Fantastic name. She's got that Thunderbird wine. Yeah. And she even has faith in Susano that he's going to come and seal the deal after she gets Orochi drunk. Mm -hmm. But it's awesome that she has some backbone and says, you know, we're not gonna not gonna put up with this. Not gonna put up with the Let's entire go. world being in peril. We're gonna put a stop yeah. to this right now. Yeah, she now, gets him a, a one hell of a pep talk, and she's like, "You better step up, because I'm I'm heading there I'm right going. now." Mm-hmm. She doesn't get far though. We can go and pat her on her back all we want. She's uh she's like falling over down on her knees right outside of town, and is like on the verge of giving up already. <laughs> Yeah, but like it's it's more of like she's I I think she's just tired from carrying all this stuff uh, because she still is saying, don't try to stop me. You know, I need to save this world. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she just can't. You know, it's just a lot of work to get there. So we grab her. We toss her on her back and we're going to go and carry her ourselves to the moonshine. I love this animation of Ami just grabbing Kushi by the dress and just like flipping her backwards onto her back uh so this game is just filled with so many tiny little animations and details that i love that and the sound effects too because like when he does when amy does something like that it'll do like a like like a little flip noise like a little world noise or whatever and it's it's still very comical in so many ways uh, we go and run there. I mean, we, we get some great music to go along with us to really just get us supercharged, ready to fight the, the eight headed demon. Um, I was doing my best to avoid every monster I could. Cause I'm just like, I got, I got no time for you little, little monsters here. Well, I got a, I got a, uh, sake maker on my back that I don't want to get hurt, but I got caught by one of them and, and she just disappears. Right. That, that that's what I assume. Mm-hmm. But I'm just more like I don't have time for this. Um Brian, before we get into the moon cave, you said you had a move that you picked up. Oh yeah, the best move in the entire game. Uh it's what I figured that it would be you use the move cuz it says uh it will give you the demon fangs or whatever mm-hmm. that that currency that one guy wants. Um and so I figured it would be like you use that move and then once you kill them, they'll drop a demon fang. But no, no. No, you actually, uh, it actually immediately, they'll drop a demon fang when you use it. And this move is, um, Amy pees on them. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> you press the A button, and Amy pees. And if you hit a bad guy, they drop a demon fang. It's, oh, it, it costs a hundred grand. It was the move I was, uh, I've been saving up for, for a few episodes. And, uh, yeah, best move in the game, baby. (laughs) Here, I thought you were actually going to be talking about it being super effective in in battle. I mean, it is Uh, super effective. You get a demon fang. (laughs) Right, but that doesn't get you closer to defeating them. Uh I mean, you can run around, (laughs) you can run around the first starting area with the easiest bad guys over and over again. And just pee on all of them and get tons of demon fangs. So, yeah, pretty great. Nice. But anyway, uh, we run back We run back to the entrance of the moon cave. When we get up there, we get a cutscene where Waka is waiting for us. Uh, and right now, we still are like, we're upset with Waka, right? Like, they took it. But to be fair, we didn't know how to use this thing. Because it isn't just... They take the crystal, put it up to the wall, and, you know, the the, the shield is gone. Uh, Waka has to do a, a ritual with it as well, including playing a sl- song on his flute. So there's, you know, a little more than what we could do as a dog, for sure. He probably mm. doesn't have to do it. It's just theatrics. He wanted to do Knowing it. Knowing Waka, you might be right. He, 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 thro- like, yeah. I mean, even the song, 
the whole thing is theatrical, like, because he pulls his sword out and, like, throws it into the ground and then plays the flute and everything. It's pretty mm-hmm. great. But what happens is when this shield disappears, one of the heads of Orochi, like, or, or, or whatever, it was a, it was a dragon spirit cloud thing came through the tunnel <laughs> and and grabbed Kushi and in that same moment we we jumped in and tried to go for it but the shield closed in behind us yeah because he says all right now your job's done dog leave the rest to me once the once the shield is open um this is where we uh we have a heel turn for Waka like mm-hmm. a, a true heel turn because apparently Waka was just continuing the tradition of feeding the maiden to Orochi, where he was just doing his part to open the door so that the maiden could be fed. He did not expect Amy to jump in because he even says, like, only one person was supposed to cross over this. I guess you got stuck in the middle. Anyways, bye. Well, I, th- yeah. I interpret it as he wanted Amy to go in there. That I did like, oh, too. Because I go didn't in and do this. You can like sit here and wait and then we rush in and it locks again he's like oh you should have known well, See, says- i don't I, di- I didn't take it that way because it's not like we got pulled in or he told us to go in or anything like that amy was just doing what amy does and is trying to help people and so in that moment we just jump in on the other side and it closes behind us because he even says like I, I don't have it on here. He, but he says, says, does the saying like a moth to the flame ring any bells? Of course, only only one other besides the victim is supposed to get in. I guess you don't right. really count my little bouncing friend. And it looks like we've been set up again, Amy. And and I've uh, I they've been going back and forth on whether or not Waka is good or bad. Uh, Isun is clearly convinced he's bad. I think they're just playing that up, but I don't know if if he's going to end up being ultimately a bad guy or a good guy in the end. But So I'm still going back and forth on that, but I didn't... Yeah, I guess I didn't take that. This, this all sounds really bad for, for Waka, so... Uh, but he, he says, does but give were you us... Not, oh, yeah, hold on. He says, but were you not planning to enter the cave anyway? Yeah, I think he's still trying to play it off as like, oh, I didn't do this intentionally. Um, you just got stuck in there. Anyways, I can't it's, do anything about it. Bye. Yeah. It's time for you to... It's time. It's your turn to shine. Get on in there, Amy. And he gives us another prophecy of, look, the moon, the moon, the moon came out. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, they're not all great. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> can't all be winners. No. Uh, we then see one last little shot in this cutscene of Susano hiding behind a tree, shaking, like just terrified of what's going on. But he's there, you know. He was fall like he is following Kushi. He, he didn't just stay in his house, so that's good. Also, Amy is the the dog that Amy is controlling is scratching at the wall and like just trying to get out. Like doesn't understand. Yeah. And uh, this is where we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to explore the moon cave, and we're going to kill Orochi. Yeah! Get him wasted. The Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast is on a mission to rank the top games of all time. I like the idea that when Bruce Wayne gets angry, he switches to the Batman voice. Why do you have such a problem making boomerang shaped like a bat? You mean like Batman? Not like Batman! Just make it for me! Bruce Wayne, I can't even with this guy. It's a Herculean task, and I'd be lying if I said it hasn't taken a toll on our cognitive faculties. Most people would be happy to have a job during a global pandemic. (laughs) Dennis! Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week, right here on the HyperX Podcast Network. Eliminate clutter and embrace the freedom of HyperX wireless gaming gear for PC and console. Power through all the great monthly PlayStation Plus games with the Cloud Stinger Core Wireless for PlayStation. Enjoy lightweight comfort with reliable wireless freedom so you won't miss plot points when you head to the fridge. High-quality HyperX wireless products can be found at most fine retailers as well as online at Target, Best Buy, and Amazon. Or you can shop for them directly at HyperX.com and HB.com. 
Video Death Loop is a show where we watch a short clip on loop until one or both of us can't take it anymore. Each week, one of us picks out a video the other does not know about to their dismay. Video game cutscenes, TV show openings, music videos, and occasional horse videos are just some of the clips we've ran and we're five seasons in. Check us out every Friday. So we get into the entrance of the moon cave here. And uh, the very first thing is that the stairs that we were supposed to go up to are just destroyed. And we get this scene <laughs> that it was just a weird way that that Isun said it of, well, we can either go back or we can do it our way. And our way is apparently jumping into a bottomless pit. I thought our way was to use our brush to fix the Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You would think. It didn't work. BC, did you try that as well? Uh, no, I knew they meant you had to jump. So. Okay. Yeah. If you barely turn around, like I was going to turn around and get a little bit of a running start to jump in once the brush didn't work. Uh, Eason's like, no, you can't go back. There's nowhere else to go. I was like, D- dude, chill out. <laughs> I, I, I just took two steps back and you yelled at me for it. He's like, you got to jump before you think. Ugh. Again, I think this was a a, a um, crowd test thing, or like you know where they they got up to there, they said all this stuff, and then people kept turning around because they were like, "Well, I can't do anything else." Well, there's nowhere else so to go, go back. Though. So why do they got to yell right. at you for that? Yeah, well, because they have to be like, "No, people keep turning around and they get confused of where they're supposed to go." So we'll just make a soon be like, "No, just go, do it." <laughs> Take your leap of faith. <laughs> Penitent man kneels before God. We jump down this pit and we end up in the in the uh, the cav the well it's it's a cave it's still a ca- I was gonna say the caverns of the moon cave the but that's calcified caverns. Um, this is this is hilarious to me. Oh uh, my we, god! We we get <laughs> down here and there are two imps in front of a door and if you walk up to them they're just like, "What's this dog doing here?" Go away, dog! And they throw some food at us. Uh, yeah, and we can't, we cannot get past these imps. I don't know why we didn't just kill them, uh, but it's not letting us Ooh, go forward. Set the alarm off. It sets this. Uh, it sets the stage for everything that's about to happen. Yeah. It does, and this is <laughs> it, this is fantastic, and I love it. We have to go the other way, and there is one of those like demon shrines that we walk through, and we get into a fight. We get introduced to a new enemy here, and they're one that has like a drum with it. That again, I just mowed through these guys, and mm-hmm. when you slice them, you get three demon fangs. Well, for with, each time. With, so, oh, yeah, with, I've with, been. I, go ahead. I was gonna say with this guy, it's pretty quick because he's got like floating skulls all around him, and once you cut the skulls away, then. He's just vulnerable. It, it's real quick. So I was just doing my regular weapon. I'm oh, not okay. even using any ink. I'm running up to him and I'm doing a, a six hit combo and he's dead. Oh, okay. It's been super quick. That's why I'm like, okay, this the the blue mirror that I have right now, the blue reflector with the gold is super strong. Uh, at least it it feels that way for me right now. I don't know. I'm I I'm gonna make a point to look up like weapon strengths on here and just see if okay. there is like the strongest weapon or something like that. I mean, um, this dude didn't have a lot of health for me and I'm still using the, uh, I think the life beads. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we go and beat him. We get a treasure chest and the treasure chest is a piece of cloth. Um, and like this is the, the same. Wear. Exactly. This is the same kind of cloth that the imps wear. And then we get a little scene where we have to put a symbol on them because every imp we come across has a symbol drawn on them. I think it's like it's just part of like their curse or whatever it is. Like the I, I don't know. Again, Japanese tradition kind of stuff. Not sure. But we have to draw our own and we get to freely draw whatever we want. So, BC, what did you draw? Uh, ooh, a monstrosity is what I drew. Uh, I tried to make like a face with a mouth and scary teeth it didn't work out <laughs> well because nice uh, nice the controls are what they are but it looked ridiculous so i just kept it yeah the, it, what what you 
what you draw doesn't translate too well once it actually gets onto your face. It's so, almost I mean, a lot smaller than what you drew. And yeah, like it, the the proportions ended up being longer than the little things I drew at the base uh, of the you know following um, uh, Jackbox rules. Of, of course, I drew a, a phallic symbol. So, oh god, you know, you know I mean, what do you, what do you expect? Like, you give me you give me a blank canvas. I'm gonna end up like TKO and just drawing a bunch of yeah. <laughs> and, and I drew a Triforce. So I guess moving on. We all draw it differently. Uh, <laughs> <do it> differently. <laughs> what is that? I can't even tell. I know. It it doesn't look like what you draw. It looks like a sad baby. <laughs> it does look like <laughs> a, a sad, sad baby. baby. Anyway. Uh so yeah, we get to do this. Uh you get you can take as many chances as you want. Like when you draw it, it then shows up on Amy's face and then it's just like, Do you like this? Yes or no? Uh which is great. They understand that they're like, You're gonna mess it up and you don't you're gonna draw it the first time and be like, That didn't turn out like I wanted. So of course you're you're gonna want the option to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um But then we go and we go back to those those imps and they're just like, What are you doing back here? Go get in your Go get to your position. Uh, Orochi, Orochi is getting ready for the ceremony. You need to get back in there. And they just opened the door and let us run through. They're like, there was that silly looking wolf a while back, but uh, nothing else out of the ordinary. I guess you're one of us. Uh, we get into the moon cave here, which is a multi-level cylindrical sort of hub in the, in the middle here uh, with an elevator that goes up and down. At this time... We can't do anything with the elevator. Again, this is so straightforward. They literally block the path that you have to go to until you go to go into the kitchen to go talk with the, the person that is making the appetizer for Orochi mm-hmm. after you save him from being cooked in his own meal that he's making. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to use the, the Konohano flowers to link to the two sides of the lid to pull the pot lid off to let him out. This is a Jimmy and uh, hey, they have a head chef here. <laughs> um, they offer us to be their apprentice. Mm-hmm. And part and of that is, yeah, <laughs> to be the sous chef. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they ask us to go. Well, they tell us. They tell us to go get the four secret ingredients, which uh, all can be found here. And those are an ogre liver, lips of ice, eyeball of fire, and a black demon horn. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, I think lips of ice made the least sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> just like, real what weird. is that? What does that mean? By the end of it, it was the only one that. Like actually came from the thing we beat up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. We beat up like the true. wheel of, but we the get ice an eyeball or whatever. We get an eyeball oh, okay. from the, the wheel of fire. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, or as Johnny Cash would say, the uh, burning ring of fire. Yeah, I fell yes. into a burning wheel of fire. They give us a key to go through the door that was closed before, mm-hmm. and that takes us down a hallway. Where we get those those flowers that we vine to, but this time we we jump to the first one and then we get a little cutscene of it showing like, yeah, here's one floating above a pit, and there's not a platform below it, and so what we need to do is we have to whip ourselves over there, and as we're falling, grab ourselves again from another one to whip ourselves so we can do it like mid fall. We can do that there. So maybe because you beat the crap out of the first end boss, the first area boss that we fought, um, where that had the oh the sure maybe yeah flowers all around it. Um, but I was very used to this because when you get yourself up to those during that fight, you immediately drop through it. So I would pop up to that and then in midair freeze time, and so. Once I, I got to this flower and fell to my death, I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Okay. It's like the boss fight. Okay. Um, and this also 
this is doing the Wind Waker thing where we're getting a lot of keys for to open doors, lock doors, but we're only going to get one key per door. It's not like you're getting your, you know, in older Zelda games where you'll you'll find a few different keys and you got to pick, well, I'm going to use this mm-hmm. key over here and see where this takes me for a while. You know, when in, in Twilight Princess, they removed the counter next to the key and just showed you in the corner, you have a key because you never get mm-hmm. more than one. So, yeah, we're we're it's, it's that kind of just keep well, moving, man. Just keep moving. No, it's even worse than that because at, when we get through this little hallway and we turn back around, there is a water puddle that we're supposed to do the elevate on that isn't active when we first go past it. So mm-hmm. it's it's even it's not even necessarily giving us keys to do that. It's it's scripting everything to being like go over here and then when you come back inexplicably this will be open now the puddles and you can move forward this way yeah okay we have we have a new uh version of the switches here where it's an eyeball on the top of like a a post and if you slash the eyeball it opens a door or whatever it needs to open Mm -hmm. we go through there we've got one of those demon shrines we fight some monsters we get our ogre liver is the first one we get here Mm. Ogre liver 64. <laughs> um, we run through all of this. And again, it's like we're going to be going uh, either uh, up or down. We're, we're moving vertically in this dungeon here. Uh, as we go up, we, we come across some area where a, bit, a bridge breaks. It drops us down. Um, they do have a funny thing with uh, once you fall down this area, you drain the water from the bottom and that gives you access to a new area. And then if you go back to the elevator operator, he talks about like, <laughs> all I can do is hold on to this. And if you slash him, he'll let go of it. And uh-huh. he'll be like freaking out. He's like, oh no, it's falling, it's falling. And that's how you lower yourself down to this area because directly below it is just poison. It'll kill yeah. you. So you have to use the elevator to drop yourself down. I, I, I just love the animation for that. I didn't. I didn't jump down there because... I just, I went to talk to the elevator guy first, and it was like, yep, I'm the guy who helps. And I was like, okay. And then once I got down there, I saw that, oh, if I had hopped down, there would be poison. Isun mentions that, if you get close to it, uh, that there's just poison below, and says like, oh, if you fell down there, you wouldn't survive. I think the, the thing I thought was interesting about this was, in the section with the the Konohana flowers, it's very clearly spaced out so that if you had never upgraded your ink, I think you could still do it. But for ah. this, it felt like you yeah. needed to have more ink than the base to make it not a pain. I wonder, could you bite him? I wonder if you could just go up and bite him. It's a good question. Um, yeah, because yeah. uh, I, I think I, I rammed into him and it didn't work. And I don't know if bite was an option. I think listen was the only option. So, hmm. all right. Luckily, I we have keep... been uh, maining uh, that ink upgrade. So, oh yeah, same. Yeah, I, I don't know why you would. I haven't felt a need to put anything in the health yet. I've been no. Yeah, I've been. I've used one healing item. Yeah. Yeah, I've it's even been gone cheap that enough far, right? that I think yeah. I've done it maybe maybe twice, but definitely once on the health. But all of it goes to ink, and then, like I said, I've done some wallet ones just so I could be sure that I would have enough space in my wallet to get that hundred grand. We keep going through the cave. Eventually, we find a giant frozen statue of a phoenix. Um. When we get up there, we do it. We have um, a fight against the the ice lips. There, yeah. it, it's the or sorry, the ice wheel, which is a wheel with giant set of lips on it, and it immediately made me think of one. There's uh, Dark Souls has an enemy that is a wheel thing, kind of like this, and then also Bayonetta has a wheel, which the Bayonetta one makes more sense. I believe that that was the platinum stuff. Um, but yeah, they love their their wheels 
that are sentient that roll around all over the place. <laughs> uh, after we fight them, then we get the uh, new constellation for the Phoenix. And uh, that is uh, Moegami. And it's this, it's this Phoenix smoking a pipe. Yeah, got a big old pipe <laughs> in his mouth. Going, yes. Uh, Isun mentions that this Phoenix is the most fearsome of the celestial beings. I mean, being control of fire... That makes sense. Most also, destructive. There wasn't really anything uh, hilarious about this cutscene, other no, than very like serious. when it picked up the ceremonial pipe, and I was like, <laughs> "Funny." But what you yeah, got? The pipe. The, but the yeah, the the whole cutscene itself was kind of serious. So yeah, and this move is called Inferno. It's not like you know fire dancer or you know like some kind of like fire it's like inferno um and this just gives us the ability to move fire like we have with water Mm -hmm. where when we see an open flame we can go into our paint mode and we can draw fire from one thing to the other to burn or melt ice or whatever we need in that moment yeah we then get a battle right after with one of the ice wheels again uh, and now we do. We'll, we'll get access to like a torch, and what you can do is you can draw the fire to that to the ice and melt it that way, and that'll stun it and get its element off of there, and you can just do damage to it that way. Mm. When we get the the ice lips here, they describe it describe them as chewy lips as an ingredient in Orochi's appetizer. And ch- Chewy lips is so bad. Well, you gotta. That's why you gotta braise it for a long time so they get very <laughs> soft. Uh, not long after that, we get another battle, but this time with both a fire and an ice. And you can jump the fire of the fire wheel to the ice wheel and do it that way, and then use the wind oh. to put out the the fire wheel. Did you not do that, BC? I did not. I didn't think about the wind part, yeah, but I used the fire to get the ice guy. Because the first time I fought the ice wheel without the firepower, I didn't understand what I did to put it into a uh, a state, a vulnerable state. So I just punched him in the face. Yeah, that's what I had to do eventually. <laughs> it's an option. Uh, that gives us the eyeball of fire described as a succulent eye. Used as an ingredient in Orochi's appetizer. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's bad. We do get a part, you know, when we're we're most of the way through this now of getting all the, the ingredients that uh Orochi does another growl and we get shaken by it and Isun is worried that he's gonna skip his appetizer and just go ahead and eat Kushi. Yeah. Fortunately fortunately that's not the case. Uh, we have a really annoying area, at least for me, in this like sandy area where you have to push a ball down this this long hallway, around corners, and this ball will move for a while, and it will stay in a direction. It's a Slowly. heavy stone ball. I believe the only way you can get it to move is with headbutting it, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I did. It. So, yeah, I tried the wind, but to no avail. To no avail. <laughs> God. Uh, uh, yeah. Thing that was difficult for me here was it's really easy to clip the ball with a headbutt in a weird way. If you mm-hmm. hit it too far to the side, it'll go to the right or to the left. It won't go forward. And so ball even going across the, the invisible platform part mm. Is a straight shot, but getting the ball to go straight in the direction you want it to is more difficult than it should be. I spent a lot of time lining up Amy to make sure this worked. So I think right. the first hit I did went straight off into and fell off into one of the pits or whatever. But after that, I spent a good like. 10, 15 seconds just to make sure I was exactly behind it. And and it took a long time, but I got I got through it. Yeah, we get through all that. Uh, that does activate the fire. Um, I don't know what you want to call these. We, they, we, we kept seeing these little um, torches 
that had a sphere on top mm-hmm. that if you look at the sphere, there is a drawing of like fire on it. You hit this switch that activates all of those. Right. So you can go back and use that fire to melt some other stuff. If you want to get some more treasure chests for some money. The, there was one with, uh, it had three ice chests in a room uh-huh. and an unlit torch. But if you go to the door, yep. On the other side of the door, there's a torch there, and that door will automatically shut if you get far enough from it. But if you stand close enough and and mess with the camera a bit, yep. you can get the two chests on the side from oh, outside the room. Oh, I couldn't get the third one because the torch was still in the way and it didn't melt for me. If you move it just at the right angle where okay. you can see enough of the ice sticking out to like the left side, you can get the fire to touch it and you can get it that way. So yeah, that that's they did not intend you to do that that way. Um, but yeah, if you can do that, then you don't have to worry about going back to that room. We do. There's a merchant in here too, but he doesn't really give us anything important other than if you want to get more healing items. Um, I bought a new weapon from him. I didn't have a weapon option. What did you buy off? One of, of these merchants gave me a better reflector. I bought it. What color is it? Um. Hold on, because it's not that one. Did I not? I don't have any footage of me fighting. Is that what it is? I came across two merchants, and they did not have anything useful for me. One did. I guess it's the blue one. Maybe for some reason you didn't get it yet? Uh, I guess not, but one of them was, had the blue reflector. In, I got it in here. Because so. that I picked up in the, the last village, the one that was cursed. Uh, the merchant there hmm. was selling it. So maybe maybe that's what it is, is that you had access to it and every merchant will be selling that until you buy it. Hmm. Anyway, um, we collect all, all those ingredients and then the, the chef goes and tosses them in, <laughs> juggles them around first, tosses them in there uh, and creates the dung heap slime bucket goulash. Yeah. <laughs> Did either of you talk to the chef's other assistant? No. At one point, but only at the beginning, I think. If you talk to him, I only talked to him at the beginning, but if you talk to him, he basically says, yeah, I knew that the head chef fell in there, but I just assumed it would make the food taste better. So I just let him. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to let him drown. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And he's, even the chef said, hey, I don't need these ingredients, but like, I don't want to cut corners. And I know that if I make the food right, it will just deepen my love and affection for Orochi. <laughs> um, with all of this complete, they tell us that we can go and ring the bell. Now, if we go up to there and you talk ring to someone, ring the they say, Epicurean bell. <laughs> the the bell watcher tells us, uh, you know, once it's ready, to ring the bell for every one of Orochi's heads. <laughs> yeah, because because oftentimes in this game. I will be about to do the thing I know they want me to do, and then Isun or someone will stop me and go, just so you remember, you can do this thing. I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm about to do that thing. And so this time I ran up to the bell, just ran past everyone. I'm like, I know, I just got to hit the bell or something. And I hit it a handful of times, and there was no like bell noise or anything really. What? What am I... What am I not doing? Do I have to like use a? Like, do I hit it with a bomb? I try to jump inside the bell and hit it, but when you do that, it's much like, uh, hey, in in Twilight Princess, when the the weird <laughs> bell thing came down in the Temple of Time, and if you're standing in there, it just moves your 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 character model over. Like, just get out of yep. the way. Yeah. Um, and so I went down and talked to the guy, and he was like, "You gotta hit it eight times." I'm like, ah. So I hit it four more times. Uh, they take the food up, and then the elevator comes back down. And if you go talk <laughs> to the elevator operator, he's just like, "Uh, are you crazy? Like, I, I think he's gonna kill us." I think if we go yeah. back up there. He's like, "I don't know if we should." I think he's just gonna eat us if we show up in the middle of dinner time. Like, that's a bad idea. Like but, also but then the, he's uh, like, but I was born to operate this elevator. Yeah, exactly. I guess so. What else am I going to do? The wild implication here is that the guy on the elevator has never seen Orochi's lair before. And his entire reason for existence 
is to operate this elevator. So it's never yeah. even been used. We don't know how long these imps have been alive, right? Like they could they could only have lived for two days, right? They've just been created since Orochi came back. Or yeah, they they have they weren't they weren't around a hundred years ago. His dad probably operated <laughs> the uh, the elevator back then, and now since it's he a is the descendant, right? You know, each person is just I I was born of the elevator operator, so I operate the elevator. We go up there, and it's time to fight Orochi. Uh, yeah, we, we get this. We get this long scene where we go in there. We see Kushi is on this shrine. Now I mentioned it, I believe, in the very first episode when we saw the silhouette of Orochi. You could see like a shrine and a bell on mm-hmm. Orochi's back. We see this shrine and bell here, and that is where Kushi is. Um, we go down there, and that is where they come to life. They start talking to us about like, you know, just like, oh, it's been a long time, right? That kind of thing. <laughs> um, and th- this starts the battle here. <laughs> I do. I, I We were introduced to the, the two heads in the back um, in like some of the opening narrative mm-hmm. and cutscene and stuff. Just kind of being like idiots Hi. <laughs> back there. And so when we finally see... A non-silhouetted version of all of Orochi. One of the heads in the back has a question mark over his head while it's just like, huh? Huh? Looking left and right, trying to find, like... Right, because it's in the back, and it's like, who are we talking what to? Are, what are we doing here? Well, I think one of them also can't see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if... I don't know how in-depth... I'm sure there's something that we can read in the game about, like, every one of the heads... They probably all have a name, right? His uh, yeah, he does have something. like a little thing over his face. Um covering his eyes. But um it it is it is it's very dramatic because Orochi pops up and all the heads yell and it's very serious. And then the guy is back there and that's when he pops up after that here. We do have uh Isun does uh yeet that bottle of uh thunder brew that they had there what was it thunder 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 brew Brew. yeah thunder brew uh and and also amy yeets the whatever you drew on your face that picture just yeah it doesn't need it anymore yeah as soon as as soon as uh, right after the confused head pops up after orochi is is revealed amy just goes and knocks it off like let's go let's throw down um but they 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 down this bottle and it's nothing. And then they give us a yell and then we yell back. It's fantastic. Well, I um, thought they downed the bottle, but they but they sort of it, it seems later that they kind of just throw it aside like it was nothing because we'll, we'll get the cutscene for that too. But no, Well, no, no, no. Sake. They they drank the bottle. Yeah, they drank the bottle of that and then did throw the bottle to the side. We'll 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 get to what actually happens. Okay. So, uh the battle starts, and you can uh, basically you just fight them one head at a time. But as soon as you try to hit it, you do no damage. Mm-hmm. And then they mention, and then Isun says the cheater has a barrier up. Which yeah, I thought was just it was just immediately calling him a cheater was was funny to me. But then when we think we can't do anything. Susano shows up. Now this just feels like a totally different Susano too. This is a this is a proud Susano. This is one that knows its purpose. Um, and, you know, he, he addresses Orochi as vile serpent. Uh, it just be, it just becomes so much more heroic. And he's like, all and, right, I'm in now. I know that I know what I'm here for. Uh, this is where Orochi starts talking about the blood pact that Nagi and he had and how uh, Susano still has that blood pact and can, like, confirm it by saying the thing. And this is what Orochi said at the very beginning when the sword was pulled out. And they said, say these words to unleash my power. And this is actually part of the blood pact. And he ran off scared at that point. Uh, Not now, at that point. And then Susano says, like, I, I will say the words of my blood pact the blood pact of Nagi, uh, you know, the the only blood that matters to him is the one that courses through his veins. But he does manage to uh, 
break through the the shield with his sword here. And uh, also at the same time, that bo- that bottle that got tossed to the side is sitting knocked over by the the pool and has by some miracle turned into the eight purifi- purification sake. And mm. so it has filled the pools around here with that magic sake. So this is where we have our, this is where the battle actually starts. This is where we can actually do damage to Orochi. Um, and this one, I don't know. I was very bored because we have to go and get each head drunk mm-hmm. by channeling the sake into their mouth with the water technique only when they're doing their shout and you have to like sit there and wait through each of their attacks before they shout. You can't like manipulate each head to then go into that state where it's yelling at you and and can be drunkified. You kind of can, kind of can't. I would try and slash them when they were in the middle of doing a different animation or trying to do an attack or something. And a couple times I, I thought maybe it led to the yell happening earlier because it, it canceled out what they were going to do. But eh, I don't know. So if you. It was a bit confusing because you can do if you're just running around the heads. The heads have unique attacks, but they also just yeah. have generic attacks that are either swiping at you from the side or lunging straight at you. Yeah, if you run back and forth in front of the heads, they will try and lunge straight at you eventually. And sometimes mm-hmm. if you're in front of one of the heads, the other heads on the side will try and side swipe you. But if you get them to lunge straight forward and not do like their unique attack, then you can um then you can get them to roar immediately. So the lunge forward and then the roar. But okay. the problem is the not all of them seem to want to do that. And then also some of their powers can be activated when you're not in front of them. So the problem mm-hmm. I had on the first section was I was fighting the head next to the water head. And the yeah. water head's ability yeah. fills the entire arena with water. So you have to like swim over to it and hit it to get that to go away. But it yeah. was happening while I was fighting the next head over. So I would right. be fighting, I, you know, super far away from the water head. Then the arena would flood. And then I would have to swim over to the next head, fight that, and then go back to what I was doing. Yep. So in the in the first phase, though, you don't actually even have to get every head drunk. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, you only have to do, I think, maybe like half of them before they will drop down and you can run up to the bell and then actually, like, do real damage to them. Yeah, I think it's like two or three of them, but it just ha- so happened that the one that the waterhead was the, the one you were next to was the I water was going around. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. Was, is the worst one. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like this is foreshadowing for fighting them later because we get to see each one of them. Or is this going to well, not be well, how that works? Well, We'll see. We'll see. I, um, I could see that being a thing where, like, here's their because they, they're they're mostly elemental. There's like fire one, a lightning one, water, poison. One of them summons like these little snake things, um, and so I could see that being like, here's later you'll uh, a taste of it later. But it could not all that could also not be true at all. But uh, yeah, so we finished the first phase. We we hit the shield or we hit the bell and then they drop to the ground and then you do have to then kill or damage each of them uh, enough by getting them drunk, then hitting them. They each have their own health bar. You do have to go around to every single one. Now I believe in the second phase, they all do the exact same moves. And that is where it was like really boring for me where I'm like, this this is taking forever. Same stuff. They were doing the same. I never cra- saw, I never saw their elemental moves in the second. Really? Phase. Oh, yeah. Because really, cause then the it because then the water flooded again, and I was like, ah, not for me. No one was shooting fireballs at you. Yeah. Only in the fir- I only got elemental stuff in the first phase, and then they all did the same move it differently of a of a swipe and a lunge, and then they screamed. I filled them up, bashed their heads in. Moved on to the next one. We all get different RNG, apparently. So we go through all that, though. And then we get another cutscene with Susano 
ready to do a new attack. Um, this time they talk about like channeling the 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 spirit of Nagi, and they talk about like what happened a hundred years ago, where it was on a full moon that Nagi's sword became fully empowered. We already got we already got Orochi drunk, as they said in the story. Mm-hmm. Now we have to fully power up Nagi's sword. And uh, this I love because like you put it up there, you draw a moon in the sky, and then just the little bud that was that was growing on the sword just blooms a flower, and that's all it is. And well, now the flower it's turns gold, up. or not the 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 sword turns gold, but the the little branch is still there. And I was like, that's kind of odd. And then boop, and I was like, oh, that's great. Right. Well, I I of course uh, forgot that the sun and the moon pattern are different. So I drew a sun immediately, and Eason's like, "No, what are you doing? Game over! You fool! You doing this all?" Yeah. So we get another one of these scenes where we have to slash with uh, Susano. I messed this one up too, which honestly made it just even funnier in the end, because the last shot—it's a backside of Susano, so you just see his butt right in your face. <laughs> Because he his final move, he just you know from from head from the top of the head to the bottom of the neck just slices it vertically. It's the last neck. And yeah, that is just like that is a baller move right there. And the the uh, best part about t- it is that you go through and it's the same kind of quick time event you've been doing since you've encountered Susano, and then mm. on the last hit you're about to slash Orochi, and he stops you and he's like, hey. I don't need your help on this one. You can chill out for I this. I got this. And then he actually yeah, has a sword technique. Yeah. And as he does that, he's just standing there, not even moving, puts his arms out, and Kushi just lands in his arms. And it's like, it's just total hero move. It's Without, fantastic. Yeah, like not even moving at all. Like he keeps staring at Orochi and, and grabs her. Uh, but this is where he explains that the nightmares he was having was because of the blood pack that he had with Orochi, that Orochi was in his mind trying mm-hmm. to corrupt him this whole time. Um, you know, throughout this, we felt like maybe we had something to do with all of this stuff, not realizing that it was actually Orochi that was uh, causing him problems. We were only just helping him in those moments to to slash away at things. That's so good. That's uh, so good. That final cut is so good. Um, but he's being super serious right now, and Kushi is just like, "This is not the Susano that I know." Why do, I want you? I want you to laugh with me, like you laugh when we're picking mm-hmm. rice to make sake, and it's like it's just real sweet. And we just get a good, you know, ha 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 at the end there. Loved it. Yeah, because he he was haunted by the decision he made, and she's like, "Come on, come on back, buddy." Then we get a sword. Forget forget these magical mirrors and beads. We just get a giant sword now. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We get a, we get the scenes that we had before where it does these these slideshows with some beautiful art. I don't I don't want to diminish that, but it's a lot of text just talking about what happened here. Um but they did mention, Brian, you you said this before that the spirit after we defeated it did go into different directions. So we will probably see some form of each of those personalities of each head in another monster as we go forward. Mm -hmm. All of this was leading up like this felt like the end of any other video game, right? Like this felt like this is where we were going to because we were even like completing the story. uh, Uh Uh-huh. And it's very strange. We're 20 hours into this game. (laughs) This felt like a very Inuyasha ending where it's... They just say, oh, yeah, there's tons of adventures still to be had. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because we even do get like the anime cliffhanger at the end of this where it cuts away to a mysterious character that we haven't met before uh, talking to Waka. Yeah, like being like, good job, Waka. You have you have helped complete this stuff. Well, it wasn't even that it was even it was just like, well, we didn't expect him to actually beat them this time, but it's okay. We have other plans for you. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode of Okami. The time has come. The unseverable bonds between heaven and earth. Waka, the situation has grown urgent. You must return to the city at once. Trebian! 
Yeah, yeah. Waka, you are you do get a real heel turn. They they're not mm-hmm. playing around. They're spelling it out uh, this time. We walk out of the moon cave and, and we, we get a firework show. Out of the moon cave. We walk out of the moon cave. We get a firework show from Kamiki Village. They are completing their festival. Um Isun says something about like maybe they heard that Orochi has been defeated. Um I'm guessing they were just like well, the storm's cleared up, so let's get drunk and shoot off some fireworks. Orochi who? Like, they were just like, we're just doing our festival, man. It's fine. Well, I mean, they, the ta- I think the town back. drunk went away. We're fine. Because we, I mean, maybe in the, the beautiful art, we, I, we see Susano and Kushi kind of at rest at home, sort of. So I don't know. Maybe they made it back. They beat us there. Possibly. Okay, for the next episode... We're going to enter the sunken ship. Uh, I don't remember anything for that. Like, this is, this is for me, you know, as much as I've talked about, like, oh, you know, I have memories of all this stuff. I honestly think this might be, like, where my first playthrough kind of ended uh, when I played through it on the PlayStation 2. I beat the game. I didn't continue until that. Yeah. Or I was like, well, I finished the game. What They want me to go do more stuff. What is up with this? Um well, but at go to the, the sunken sun- ship, uh, that leads into uh, the Valley of Bowser. So, <laughs> uh, so go explore this new freed land. I'm sure there's uh, more stuff for us to find. More stuff for us to find, things to collect, animals to feed. Got to remember to feed those animals. You the are best the best move in the game. Uh, go pee on some things if you can. Yeah. Uh, do all that, and we'll be back here and talk about it on Chat of the Wild. Gaiden. Bark at the moon.